Hi, this is the time of the month that we have our Topic Talk sessions go on. This month, I have two special guests with me, Brittany and Anjua, and we are talking about women and their bodies and owning their bodies and feeling okay with feeling sexy in your body and doing the things that make you feel good about yourself, about your body, whether it's how you dress, how you talk, any of those things that go into you feeling good about who you are in your body. And this is a great conversation with two incredible women who work a lot with women. And Anjua is getting ready to reboot her workshop that she has been running for several years with coaching women. And she has a lot to say about things that she's noticed in the years that she's been coaching and working with women and helping them feel better about themselves and about their body. Just a reminder, this is a grown-up podcast and we use grown-up language. And this is a topic that may be especially one that you shouldn't have the kids listen to. Also, you may want to be careful with listening to this at work. So put your headphones on or go into a different room and enjoy this great conversation with Ajua and Brittany and myself. Thanks for listening. Good morning, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. Today, we're going to do things a little differently. I have two guests with me this morning, Brittany and Anjua. Now, Anjua's episode will be live on Friday, May 31st, and you'll be listening to that before this actually comes out. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gone back to hear her episode, please do. It's a long one, but it's really fucking awesome. So make sure you go back and listen. Oh, and by the way, an adult podcast for adults using adult language. So make sure you're either wearing your headphones or put the kids in a different room. So this morning we want to talk about something that has come up repeatedly. And these are two of the best women I know to talk about this particular sort of, I don't know really even what to call it, but I'm going to call this episode the Juicy Feminine. And this is about women owning their sexuality, being able to show that and it's not necessarily because they want to broadcast that they're sexy or that they're looking for someone to acknowledge that they're sexy. This is about just owning your own skin, living in your own body and being a woman and enjoying all that that is. Mm -hmm. So ladies, tell me, I know, Anjua, didn't you, are you still teaching classes for women around this sort of thing and, and dancing and... Yeah. So we're currently pausing right now just because I'm reworking the program. I'm getting the website ready and I'm going to launch it in a new space. But I've actually, it's funny, it's its one of those things where okay. I had to step away for a little while. When you're really close to something, you need to take a break and step back for a second. And that's what I did. So I took a good long break and I'm, I'm just ready. Every time I speak to somebody and I hear the things that are coming up for them around this area, I'm like, I got something, I got something I want to share. So I, I just know I can't, I can't hold it back any longer. So yes, to answer a long, long, long answer to your short, to your short question. Yes, I will be teaching it again soon. And B, you know, you are just all about owning everything about yourself and being right out there in the world with it. And this was a, a post that I saw. It was either, I think it was a story where you were talking about owning your sexiness, only your body, just being feminine and being a woman and enjoying that. So what prompted you to kind of 
start off with that or lead with that on a post one day? Um, actually it was really hot outside and I had my bathing suit on and for years <laughs> I've always been super toned or like my, my body goals and fitness have always been like strength based. Well now, um, I mean, I still work on my strength, but I noticed like there was part of my bodies that were like softer that were never soft. And it just, mm. at first it like hit me like, wow, okay. My goals really changed. And I was like, wow, I look like when I think of feminine, I think of, I don't know why soft, maybe because it's like the nurturing, even though women are so strong, but I feel like it's just that accept that softness of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in the, in a beautiful way. And so when I saw myself, I'm like, wow, like you look like I've always been so tiny and I'm like, wow, you like look like your age and your shape and like you have curves and like you're, you have a butt and like, it looks awesome. And so I just felt really, I felt really proud of my body and the goals that I basically just work out to stay healthy not because I have an obsessive thought of what I want my body goals to be anymore. Remind me how old you are. I just turned 30. And how about you? 45. Anjua? 45. 45. Mm-hmm. And I just turned 58 yesterday. Happy Here's birthday. the deal. Uh, wait, I texted you. Did you get my message? I did. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and it's 111. I've already I, saw I, it. It's, it's one of these things where it's interesting to me to see. I mean, I get people who follow me, women who follow me, and you can tell that it's that it's all about sex, right? And then there are people like Nude Yoga Girl and other people out there that are just showing their bodies because they feel comfortable in their bodies or they're trying to get more comfortable with their bodies. So what do you guys feel is sort of, how should we be addressing that? Um, you want to go? I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I don't think we as individuals in- address anything else for anybody else. I think okay. it's up to that individual to address their sexuality and their sensuality the way that they need to or want to address it. And that's part of our problem is that we feel that we need to address it for somebody else rather than just recognizing and accepting them for their choices and who they are and what they're doing. You know, even if they choose not to express it in some specific way, also honoring that and just allowing each individual to to address it the way that they want to. Our society is like, obviously we know, right? All these things that are going on. And one big thing for me this year was really realizing how many people have something to say about something somebody else is doing. Like whether it's sexuality or sensuality, whether you want to fucking cut your grass with a circle or a square, like (laughs) you want to have a tailored dress, you want to get weeds, like why does everybody have to always tell everybody and think they know what is the best life for them, you know? And that's really, I think that's another thing that's really powerful for women right now is being able to use our bodies the way that we use and see and express our bodies and our sexuality or sexuality the way that we need to as women without somebody else saying, oh, you can do this or that, or that's not right, or that's not sensual, or that's not sexual, or how about you just leave me the fuck alone and let me do what I need to. Mm-hmm. There you go. So how about you, Anjua? Everything she said, <laughs> everything, everything my, my girl said <laughs> for sure. And I would love, I invite people to ask themselves why it bothers them so much. Because really, as with everything we judge, it's really more about your issue, right? Your buttons being pushed, something that you believe has been distorted or is being fucked with, right? So 
you see it, you react to it. But what I want people to understand is that's all you're doing is you're reacting simply to something that you obviously don't believe for yourself. And that's fine. But that's the piece. Because I think when people can really get their minds around the fact that I'm reacting to something that bothers me, has really nothing to do with that person. It bothers me for whatever reasons, how I was raised, what I was taught to believe, you know, and therefore it's my stuff. And therefore it is for me to just be like, okay, this is my thing. And then like Britt says, then get to the point where it's, you can understand, but that's their thing, right? Instead of you. So a question I would love someone to also ask, like Britt, when they come at us and they want to say, why would you do this? Or how could you do that? I want to be like, what is your goal right now? In that moment, what is your goal in giving me this information? Because I would love to hear what they have to say. Well, my goal is to what? To inform me, to educate me. You don't think I'm smart enough to know? I'm making a conscious decision here. I'm an adult. I'm choosing to put myself out into the world in this way. So therefore, I am making a conscious decision, right? I don't have a gun held to my head. So for you to come to me and give me your opinion based on your judgment, based on your life, what is your goal? Do you really think in this moment yeah. to transform it? And why do you want uh, to take great that question. responsibility? Right? Why do you want to take that responsibility on of you having to educate me or to tell someone else how to live? Like that's so much. Like deal with your own life. It's so hard enough to like be responsible for ourselves. Now we're trying to be responsible for the whole world. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and the other and the other thing I think too is that some people will see someone dancing or with you know what they would consider not very many clothing. Uh-huh pieces of clothing and, you know, doing certain things and they sexualize that in their mind and say, oh, well, you know, why is she doing that? That's what is she just trying to sell something or is she just trying to, you know, make everybody else feel bad because, because of what she looks like or whatever. And it's like people out there, they're not trying to do this because they're trying to solicit sex or to scream I'm sexy. And for me, this goes right into the whole thing that I consider this war on women right? Is that they are trying to take us back to the fucking 1955. And you can only look a certain way. Your husband has to tell you what you can and can't do. Your religious dogma determines how you're going to live your life. And I'm sorry, but I was never that person in the first place. Of course, I wasn't born in 1955. But anyway, the whole thing for me is that we don't want to go backwards. And as women, we've already been repressed for way too long anyway. And I'm just sick of this. And I'm sick of people saying, you know, it's not attractive when you're angry. Fuck you. I'm mad as hell, you and I'm not going to take it anymore. But, like, as yeah. most things, though, be and wouldn't you agree with most things, when any group of people that has been oppressed is starting to find themselves and speak up, the oppressors don't like it because it's going to change things. It's going to change the status quo. It's going to tip the scales, so, so they think. Oh, sure. The fear is always yeah. there, right? So women yeah. to their own in this way. You know, people want to, well, I, again, I get just stuck on how much time people spend on having to make sense of something. Why do you need to make sense of it all? Yeah. Why do you understand it? You know, how could she? You just said it. How could she do that? Why would she wear that? Um, I don't know. Like, why the fuck do you care so much? I, always, I just want to go back to the person who's pointing <laughs> the finger. Because the person who's doing your thing is just doing their thing. It's the person well, pointing the finger. You know what, too, though? It's also like, first of all, like you said, or second of all, like you said, Sherry, you know, we're, 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 it's in the media that it looks like we're going backwards, but there's no fucking way the women of this time have anything to go backwards. And that's another thing that, uh, that like you said, Andra, the oppressor is going to bestill fear 
so that now yes. women are living out of fear. But good thing there's a lot of conscious women who understand that if you respond with fear, you're feeding it. They're not responding with fear. They're responding with warrior, with warrior hearts mm -hmm. of, no, you're not scaring me. We're not fucking scared. And we're here and we're always going to be here and we're going to rise and we're going to continue to rise. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, there are probably some people who are living in a space of fear, but I truly feel after I, I allow this abortion thing to get to me for a while. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I realized, too. a second, this is a tactic. Like they can only take it so far mm -hmm. before they just fail, mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to happen that way. And I realized like for a second, I was reacting out of the fear and caught myself and then said, let me step back and just be that warrior woman who knows and trusts and the things that I'm already doing is creating change in this world. And so those that those that are existing and, and acting out of fear, I, I truly believe there are more of us that are living consciously mm -hmm. In this moment, that are warriors that are overriding their fear, and we're just continuing to rise, and that's why, like Andrew said, they are really scared. Mm -hmm. they, they, they should be scared uh -huh. yeah. because mm -hmm. I, I just feel this whole thing of they keep trying to divide women, right? Mm -hmm. Divide us by race, by socioeconomic status, by you know whether you're a mother, you're a not mother, whether you yeah. work, whether you don't work, because then it's divide and conquer, and if you keep that division happening and you keep women fighting amongst themselves my pain is worse than this you know than yours but keeping all of those things going on keeps us from being focused to be able to say we're not going to take mm -hmm. this yeah but and and listen to us because we got something to say whether you want to hear it or not yeah well obviously i mean it's inevitable the darkness has to exist otherwise we would not have an earth you know right. or the universe so that war will probably always go on it would just be less and less because they'll pick something else to fight for you know like look they're attacking the children with the vaccine thing and like it's just it will always be something but these are the two main highlighted things right now are women and children because that's what scares them the most they're like oh women are rising so as soon as we win in that area they'll be like let's attack their cars or like whoever the fuck whatever knows you know <laughs> it's always going to be something it's just yeah. remembering that as a woman or just as a human in this life that as we continue to stand and believe and and express ourselves in the way that we need to we're always just fighting back by doing our part so in your classes before Anjua, mm -hmm. when you were i mean were did you do you have a lot of women who show up who are tentative who are trying to you know sort of test all of these things out and they're they're kind of scared about what it's going to feel like or what other people are going to say no or <laughs> You have no idea. Sherry, I often joke, I'm in the room. I'm not only in the room with them, I'm in the room with their priest, the rabbi, the pastor. I'm in the room with their grandparents. Oh, I'm in the room yeah. with mom and dad. I'm in the room with their best. I'm in the room with everybody. You know what I mean? Like It's literally them standing in front of me in a crowd of opinions and voices walking in with them. Uh, people behind yes. them. Yeah. Yes. And I think this is what it terrifies them. And they don't even know what it is. Cause it's like, you know, I, it's, it's so hard to describe that, you know, B knows like the description of it leaves people going, I don't get it. It's like a development course, but there's poles and, and there's sensual dancing and I don't understand. And, and they're, they can't even wrap their minds around it, but somehow they have so many ideas and stories before they even get to the door and they come in not breathing very common, right. not breathing, holding on. You know, um, one of the things that we do, this is always when I know where, where really how, how deep it is for that person. We have, and this is very common for many people, an exercise where we use our hands, right? 
And the idea is that our hands have tremendous healing power, right? In general, but women in particular. And they have the ability to heal others through touch. Um, you know, we use our hands to hug. We use our hands to soothe others. We use our hands to comfort, to love, and to be sexual with others, right? But we don't do any of that magic these hands mm. are capable of with ourselves. So one of the things we'll do is, you know, we, as we're working, we're touching our hands our, to our bodies, feeling. And it's not in a within an agenda, you know, with an agenda. It's with simply understanding this is your body. This is your touch. And the first thing I'll see is this. It's like opposing magnets. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just can't do it. They're like, ah! And it just keeps going. It, like, just deflects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's so scary. And what does it mean? Yeah. And what does it mean? And it yeah. means nothing. And it means nothing. And, again, it's just the idea of wanting to constantly assign labels and understanding into something that you know just to make sense of it instead of just going why don't you under why don't you try to explore why it's so scary to you as opposed to what does it mean if i can do it you know it doesn't mean anything so yeah women are well and i you were talking about people not being able to touch themselves mm -hmm. you know i see it too in my yoga classes with women especially who walk through the doorway who aren't living in their bodies what do you with? they're living off to the, they're living off to the side they're behind themselves they are, yep. you can just see that they're, they're not there, right? Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, whatever it is, they've distanced themselves so that they don't, it's too hard to be in that space. Mm -hmm. I do on occasion witness somebody actually snapping back. And it's one of the most incredible things to ever see. And it's usually with somebody who's been regular for a little while. And all of a sudden you can just kind of see that it, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's to me, it, it's like this energetic, this snapping, like, um, like electrical snapping kind of thing that happens. And I can see, and I never say anything. So I'm afraid to say anything to freak somebody out. And then they lose that connection. Right. right. So, you know, it happens, I see it happen. And I, you know, I always want to go up and say, did you just feel that? Right. Cause I saw it. <laughs> and I think some people think I'm crazy, but that's actually what I see. And it's, it's something that's incredible. And you can tell the difference then when they walk in the door, when they use their voice, it's a very subtle shift, but it's there. They're, yeah. they're actually back living in their body. And so I just, I wonder about people that like you're talking about coming to your program and that they bought into the political bullshit, they bought into the societal bullshit, and they bought into what we're marketed to mm -hmm. every day about mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. And I think that I see so much in the ultra conservative realm of these people. And I think that some of the kinkiest, weirdest fucking people are the ones that are ultra conservative. They just oh, don't want anybody that. to know. Right. Yes, that's so funny. Yes. <laughs> Those are some weird motherfuckers. Let me tell you. And they're the ones that want to tell the rest of us how we should be living our lives. And I'm like, dude, you need to zip that shit up and go home and deal with your own bag of shit. You know what, too? I I took Andrea's class when she was first. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was a long, I mean, it was when I was, it. It was yeah. And I use that exercise and I tell, I use that exercise when I teach chakras for teacher training. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tell people I learned it because it's all local. And I tell people I learned this from Andrea about touching ourselves and being present. And I teach it in chakras because um, usually the teacher training that I do with is Carrie's. So she teaches assisting with that weekend also. 
And I, and I tell people, you're consciously touching other people and being cautious with it. But you, you know, and I'm talking about chakras and aligning, you will not feel aligned with yourself until you're comfortable touching your own skin. So we do an exercise like that where I have everybody close their eyes and just touch their skin. I'm like, I don't even care if you just want to touch your arm. It's a point of this is how you're going to wake up your senses for your chakras. If you, if you connect with your own skin. And I learned that Andrew was like a superhero to me, Sherry. Since the moment that I met her, she's like, she's definitely one of the women that I've looked up to and actually why I knew I needed to be my own businesswoman after starting to work for her. I was like, this is, I see myself and that's me mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that and I'm going to be a boss bitch like her. And so a lot of things that she teaches that really have helped me get, I mean, just know who I am and also connect with my clients more because mm-hmm. like just from these we we took for groove ride they don't just her and zaz don't just teach you how to be um a teacher but like angela's life coaches you through this entire thing and like in a group right and so you i really connected with my sensuality and my sexuality from not even taking just her one class but just the way that she teaches us to accept ourselves and be a good teacher and a good business person just in their training. And so a lot of like what I've connected to, I mean, that was how many years ago? Set six years. Oh yeah. Almost five uh, years. Six years ago now. That's yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And so wow. I learned a lot from that about just that, what she was just talking about of people not, you know, being comfortable in themselves and not knowing themselves and like just the fear and like the excuses and the stories that we make. I learned a lot from just experiencing with her. Thank you, dude. I feel like there needs to be so much more of that. It's interesting. I got a call from a friend the other day, and she wanted to talk about anger. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to talk about a lot of things, but she wasn't sure she wanted to talk about them publicly. And we had a very long conversation. And, you know, it's like I told her, I said, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Mm I'm just telling you what my intuition is telling me about you and what I'm hearing you say and, and, you know, kind of sprinkled in with my own sort of experience with all of this. And I just, I keep thinking that there I'm here to serve, but it's, it's bigger than where I'm at. And how do I grow that out and then call the rest of the people? I feel like it needs to be a collective, right? Mm -hmm. So that we've got, we've got people in there with all kinds of different talents that are working together to help continue to wake people up, Mm -hmm. to continue to wake women up. We're already doing that. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not happening as fast as people would like to expect it because in human timeline, we're like, things need to happen now. But if we step back and look at the bigger spectrum, it's already like, look at us three right here, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Look at the people that you work with. Look at the people that Andrew work with. Look at the people I work with. You know, we're slowly just doing that, but it's more, it's not as public. We just all have these connections, now heart connections, right? Like now these heartfelt connections with all these people, even men who support women across this world. And we're just, we feel each other. It doesn't, I don't think like necessarily we'll always be right in the same space, but we're all right in the same space. I look at this whole thing when I started this podcast of not really knowing who was going to be here, who was going to show up, kind of getting a slow start, then getting slammed in the middle by, you know, I had eight weeks of 
of episodes, interviews recorded, and then kind of the lull again. And I worried about, you know, are women going to continue to say yes? And it's one of those things where I've met such incredible people and heard so many amazing stories from these women because nobody's asked them to share. And I get people who say, I live a simple life, or I don't really do anything that's, ex that's that exciting, or I, you know, have, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. You can live a simple life. You can live an extravagant life. You still have a wealth of stories about who you are mm -hmm. that people will listen to because it might reach out to one person and change their life. Yeah. And as a typical Gemini, I don't like to do anything slow. Okay. My slow and steady is most people's warp speed. You know, I'm just feeling this, um, this push forward mm -hmm. to keep talking, keep bringing people together, keep saying things in a way that maybe is not necessarily as elegant or as refined as some people would like to hear, but it doesn't matter. It's still the truth. Sherry, I think that's exactly, that is the collective. Like, like Bee said, it, the more we do this, this is where social media is really cool. And I think this is where technology actually does serve us in that, you know, maybe more and more women are turning to thinking this way or finding themselves in this way, being empowered in this way, or, you know, finding their path or what have you. But now we have the means to spread the word about each other. We have the means to yes. share each other's stories, to link yes. each other, to say, hey, you know, B and I are in Ohio and you're connected to somebody and you're like, I know someone there. Or, you know, we're like, hey, we know someone in Seattle and this is how it starts. But now we can do yes. it on a broader level. And, you know, and I think starting starting the collective is, yeah, it, this is it. You know, it's 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 continuously putting each other on, so to speak, like putting each other on blast, sharing each other's stories, elevating each other in that way. Because, yeah, he's right. I'm not, you know, I'm not in Minnesota. Somebody reached out the other day from there and was like, I want to learn to do what you do but I'm out here. Would you train me? And I was like, I'll consider that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how it starts. You know, I had a girl who was a friend who moved to Austin and she was my first affiliate that I trained and she took pure movement to Austin. And it was exciting because wow. I was like, Oh, that's one. Okay. Maybe we plant another seed here. We plant another seed there. Do you know right. what I'm saying? And it just starts that way. And I feel like it's the same thing with you. Like B brought you to me technically yeah you know what i'm saying you see how that works you know what i mean yes. it's like yeah. i found you through her and the more and more we do that if we stay silent and we stay in a way kind of like not really trying to help each other out you know getting competitive and weird with each other then no no work. but if it's a collective and we understand and respect that we all have something to offer whether you know your life is like this life or the other. It doesn't matter, like you said before to your friend, it doesn't matter or the people who are coming to you. You have something to offer in a way that somebody may hear it that'll be different than the way they heard it from me. And for whatever yeah. reason, I didn't resonate Correct. with them. I'm not mad yeah. to everybody. Despite what, 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 what my little sis here says, I am not magic to Some people are like, I don't get it. You're all right. <laughs> well, and, and that's, that's the whole thing is that in remembering is that there's room for everyone because how you speak and what you deliver yeah. is received by the people that are supposed to receive it. Right. The, the people that are not supposed to be there who are not supposed to be in your circle won't be there. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of rising Appalachia and their song about 
widening their circles, Mm -hmm. you know, they're widening their circles and, and, and broadening who they're connecting with as they travel and, and do their concerts and get involved in the food movement and, and all of those things. And then they talk about women being in the center. And, you know, that's truly what it is, is I feel like we've got women in the center, they're creating their circles and those circles are starting to overlap and connect to each other. And, and it's that magnetic pull that's, we're going to get people <laughs> similar to what you were talking about with, they come and they, they can't touch themselves. Like yeah. it's bouncing. Off. We're going to get people who may bounce off of those circles repeated times before. So going back to widening the circles and people sort of bouncing off of those circles before they actually come together. I look at things going on in all of these states that are passing the restrictive abortion things. And it's a small group. It's a small group of people, right, that are doing this. But it's a systematic thing that's been going on with gerrymandering, with getting people on the Supreme Court. I mean, this has been going on for 25 years that they've been setting up for what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, they're small, but they're powerful people. And they, they yes, know they are. What I mean. But we're big and we're powerful people and we know it. So it's win-win. We're all going to get what we want in some way or another, although they're not going to get what they want forever. It's going to be temporary, you know, although everything is temporary. So I was going to say, isn't everything temporary? Yeah, truthfully. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Like we are just making, by the way, I just have to say this, Andrea, because why you said people connecting, you had referred somebody to me and I didn't know that. And she was really awesome. I did this reading for her and she was talking about something with a business, um, her spouse or her partner in a business. And I was like, I have this really awesome woman. I love her so much. She's like, Andrea. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know her? She's like, that's who referred me. I'm like, oh, I was about to tell you all about her. because She's really awesome. And she works with her partner. And that was, it was just really awesome when we realized it. Like, you know so what? Good. We should get together and do a workshop or a retreat somewhere. Oh, I would love that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, go somewhere warm and sunny and, and have a great retreat and, and do some, some really great stuff. Let's, yeah, uh, I, you know what? I was looking into Airbnbs to do that because everybody, I'm like seeing all these people like throw together these retreats and I'm like, this looks so simple. It's just really, it just- is. And then then we just have to find somebody who can do the cooking so we don't have to do it. And you have to have a big enough space for everybody. But yeah, we can definitely do it. And I'm sort of thinking maybe somewhere on the Oregon coast. It's beautiful on the Oregon coast. I always had a dream to do it outside. Like what I do outside because, and I know music is a huge component. It's like the main character in, in leading the movement. But I, I think um, it would be really interesting to do certain exercises that we do in nature. Oh, um, well, and, and, and we can certainly have music. There's a way to have music outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, just to, to, it would just be interesting. Like one time by accident, the music wasn't working in class. This was like centuries ago. Uh, okay. And I didn't know what to do. So I was like, well, we're just going to follow the sound of our heartbeat and our breath. And it went on oh, for about 15 to 20 minutes before another teacher came in and fixed the sound for me. But what was really interesting was people were like, that was cool. Like not having it the cool. was different. It freaked them out at first, but then they were like just hearing their breath and the other women in the circle moving and breathing with them as they moved. They were like, that was actually cool. We probably would have, we could have gone the whole way through and would have, would have liked it. So I, I would like to just see what that would feel like. Cause there's so much that we do with senses, right? Be like just turning yeah. your whole, it's all about your senses being on yes. lit. So it's the tact, the touch, it's the sound, it smells, 
the visual is the only thing we usually take away because people are so nervous that we make everybody close their eyes. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you're not gonna get close their eyes. I'm not looking, you're not looking. I don't see you doing this. It's gonna be okay, right? But it's a really neat thing, even in that exercise, it's like all coming to me now. If we're like open your eyes and you can see like the forest and the green and the blue, like that oh, would be really right. right? Well, and there's, yes. and there's something so powerful about the coastline in Oregon. I've been to beaches all over the world, but there is something so incredibly powerful about the coast there, about the water, about all of, I mean, it's just this, I just think it would be a really great space to do stuff like that. There's Washington, when I was out there, Sherry, that was like, I could not believe how tall the trees were. Like it's, it's, it's old out here. Yes. It's just that space where you're like, I just have to breathe fresh air. Like I want to throw my phone out. It's like one of those things where you're like, I love luxury, but right now I just want to throw everything luxury. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's why I, that's why I walk the beach as often as I do and do yoga down there and just sit there and meditate. And, you know, and the Puget Sound doesn't have crashing waves like the coastline does. But you know where I'm at is I'm I'm surrounded on both sides by a mountain range. So there's the Columbia or the uh, oh, totally flown out of my head. The Olympics on one side and the Cascades on the other, and it's it's just this incredibly old space. And you know, not too far from my house is is a native reservation. Yeah. So there there's some there's a lot of old energy here. So well so. Let's, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I think that we're on to something from the standpoint of just keep the message coming. Just yeah. keep talking, keep circling back, keep touching back, working with each other. To me, it's it's so much about trying to bridge that gap to work together, regardless of whether you agree on everything that everyone else does or or whatever it is, that you can come together and you bring out the best in each other for the collective, for the, the community. Exactly. So I just, I, I thank you ladies both so much for making the time to be here with me today and to talk about this, because I think this is the side that's missing out they're making it about abortion and we need to and that is that is scary it's hard it's not necessarily sexual right i mean people can sexualize it but it's not and i think we need to be able to talk about the other side is being able to own your sexuality and your femininity and all of the things about who you are the the masculine the feminine the good the bad the hard the beautiful all of those things are so important and we can't shy away from or be afraid of the ones that we don't understand or the ones that scare us. Exactly. That's where we learn the most. That's where we gain the most wisdom, the most understanding of what we are aligned with, that understanding of our own self-liberation when we see and experience others. And we're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. So we know that that's not for us. But it doesn't mean we have to judge anybody or tell somebody, oh, that's wrong. That's just not for you. It doesn't mean it's not for you. Person. There you go. That's it exactly. Well, so unfollow. <laughs> unfollow me. Don't listen. Change the channel. Make a choice. Empower yeah. you. Yeah. It's not hard. It's I. I don't yeah. understand what yeah. some. Anyway, everybody, stay tuned because we'll uh, we'll keep talking about this retreat thing because I think it could be 
pretty incredible. So stay tuned for that. And ladies, thank you again so much for joining me. And thank you again so much for being a part of my circle and you, um, both of you. and yes. expanding my life because it, it, it's been nothing but incredible to meet both of you and have you in my life. And uh, I thank you for that. It's a mutual feeling and happy belated birthday also. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love you, All right. Stay tuned for another episode. And this is Titanium Blonde Talks. I'll be in your ears again soon. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Brittany and Anjua both have great perspective on living life in your body and loving yourself and loving your body. If you'd like to go out and listen to more of either one of their interviews, Brittany is episode four, 14, and 20. Yes, she is a repeat guest on my podcast. She is also my first guest that I ever did an interview with way back in the beginning, almost a year ago now. Come a long way since then. Anjua is more recent. She had episode 34, and 35. It's a two-parter because it was a really long conversation and I just didn't want to have to cut it all up. So you can go out and listen to both episodes of that. And I just hope that you realize that it's okay to love the skin you're in and it's okay to celebrate that fact and you don't have to do it by anyone else's rules. Thanks for listening.